0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz.
2: This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite
1: Sisters To Go. Welcome to the show. We are the Satellite Sisters. uh, Tackling the world one cup of coffee at a time. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm joined by my sister Sheila in South Pasadena. How's everything there, Sheila?
2: Everything's great. It's two lattes at a time this morning. Two lattes. Really?
1: (laughs) Big night last night? (laughs) Watching TV,
2: yes. I was up late.
1: (laughs) Monica in Portland, Oregon. What's going on with you? Uh, Just, you know, I'm on call today, so if you hear anything, any
3: beeping, uh, I might have to sign off, but hopefully I'll be with you guys all morning. Right. As a medical
1: professional, you occasionally have (laughs) these weekends where you get called into the hospital. And uh, Julie in Dallas, Texas, how are you?
0: Uh, I am good. I opened up the Dallas Morning News, a big, big story in the travel section about... Due to the popularity of the TV show Portlandia, which I know, Monica and Liz, it's your favorite show, all about things that go on in Portland, um, that the travel section of the Dallas Morning News is recommending that folks from Dallas travel to Portland to enjoy all things Portlandia. And I'm just wondering, Monica, if you really want all those BCGs, you know, my favorite TV show (laughs) about life. In Dallas, if you want all those BCGs up in uh, or um, BCBS, B-C-B, G-C-B, there I go, GCBS. Um, up, I can't. I can't delineate what it is because you know it's a swear word. Um,
3: if you want all those people up in Portland, well, of course you want people to visit Portland. But I, I'm just—they might be shocked. Uh, actually, it might be shocking to see a crowd with big hair and big nails and big makeup. Now, I understand we do have something here called the shellac manicure has come to Portland.
2: (laughs) It just came to Portland? It just
3: came to Portland. I'm not sure what it is, but I see that it's available in Portland. So that will probably make people from Dallas happy. I just suspect that even in the middle of summer, they'll be wearing, you know, winter coats. Uh, don't bring your fur, ladies. Believe me. Do not wear a fur coat in Portlandia. So it, it will be interesting.
1: Uh, it's funny. Last night I was just hanging out. I was kind of spent from a long week, and I was actually watching the C-SPAN pre-show for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Of course And you, and you know how low rent everything on C-SPAN is. That's why I love it. At one point they just had their camera locked on the down escalator at the Washington Hilton so that you could see people just coming down the escalator into the ballroom, and Monica, I was very happy to see Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein, the stars of Portlandia, really? come, come down the escalator, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I suspect they were, look like them. I mean, it's such a faraway shot, because it's done so poorly by C-SPAN. Uh, that's what makes it challenging, to figure out, who is that over there? Okay, anyway, so... Um, that, is, that sounds like some fascinating TV.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Really, you should start watching G C B. Okay, really. Please. Or Portland. Well
2: Monica, I smell rental. Why don't you rent out the house?
3: Uh, I smell rental.
2: <laughs> <laughs> come down come down to Cali. Well we spent time on the phone this week. We had sort of a pre Bruce Springsteen and post Bruce Springsteen. We like to bookend it, don't we, Monica?
3: We do. Thank you, Sheila, for following up with the after the concert. Yeah, we had an exciting pre-Bruce Springsteen phone call. Of course, you were going to see Bruce. I was not.
2: Well, I had completely forgotten that our brother Brendan had bought tickets to Bruce Springsteen months ago. So when I got a call from him, very suspicious call from him saying, Hey, Sheila, uh, I know you remember that the concert is this Thursday night. And, of course, I would never normally go out on a Thursday night. Right. Yeah. So um okay all right it's Thursday night and but then there came more he said you know I'm it looks like I'm gonna have a few extra
1: tickets (laughs) I was
2: wondering if maybe you'd like five tickets
1: (laughs) right that's my fault that's totally my fault
2: okay so as the story unravels I learned that Liz Liz has purchased VIP tickets for the following night.
3: And that's like, why all of those prime Thursday night tickets became available for Sheila. Right. That's That's correct.
2: That's right. And, I mean, Sheila didn't know that, Liz. I had no idea, and I couldn't understand. I mean, so, of course, I don't have five friends that, you know, would appreciate <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, because people, most of my friends are from L.A., and they don't appreciate Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they just don't. So Brendan said, oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll do um, sort of a reprise of our U2 concert, where we went that we were, you know, we were each other's date. So Brendan and I went Thursday night, had, uh, <laughs> he tried to scalp some of the rest of the tickets before the show.
3: How did that work out?
2: Uh, he, he took a, he took a, he t- t- took a beating,
0: you know, um, by the police or by, uh,
2: <laughs> no, he financially? he financially, he lost a lot of money, but then he perked up because I brought dinner. Um, I knew he, you know, had a long day working. I decided to take the day off. <laughs> really? I needed a whole day to prepare for Bruce Springsteen. I'm glad I did because it, was a life changing event. It was sort of like Julie, your son's wedding in New Orleans. That's how wonderful it was for me.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I just want to chime in here because I did go Friday night. I want, uh, I want you to know how that came to pass, though. It was that Brendan and I had been talking on the phone, and the seats that we had for Thursday night were just, like, up in the back. And he's like, boy, it sure would be great if we could also get tickets for Friday night. Maybe we could get some better tickets for Friday night. So I started Googling around. And, you know, all the people that were actually selling tickets, these outlandish prices. But then you know how Bruce always supports the food banks in any. City that he takes his tour to? Yes. So when I Googled around for Friday night tickets, I saw that the L.A. Food Bank was having a chair, an online charity auction for pairs of tickets that they had. So the beauty, beautiful part of this is not only did I score seats for Friday night, but all the money, instead of going to a scalper, went to the L.A. Food Bank. Oh, so Lisa, that's, that's great. So I can feel a little bit better about myself because of that. Oh, I heard there was an auction at work. I mean, that was the story that was going around. No. (laughs) It had nothing to do with work. No, it was a a charitable contribution to the L.A. Food Bank.
2: Well, we had great seats on Thursday night. We were behind the stage, but we had a perfect view. And, my gosh, I mean, he played for almost three hours. And I guess the highlight for me was, I don't know if he did it on Friday night, but did he body surf through the crowd?
1: Yes, he did, Sheila. Yes, he did. That's, that's really pretty impressive for a man of his age to trust the crowd that much. And he was out in the middle of the whole arena floor, and they, he body surfed all the way back to the stage. Wow. I mean, it,
2: was, it was better than my first time, Monica. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was incredible. And the best part of it was that there were two kids. And I, when I say kids, and these are boys like under the age of 22. They were to my right, and I've never seen such young fanatic fanatics for (laughs) Bruce Springsteen in my life. There were two guys on their feet the whole time, just like fist pumps in the air. They knew every word to every Bruce Springsteen song, and I was just getting the biggest kick out of them. I mean, they were
0: dancing and it's a whole generation. I hate to age you, Sheila, but uh, in fact, that is another generation of Bruce Springsteen fans. How great! When you first walk into a
2: Bruce Springsteen concert, and I was looking kind of cute. I wore my rock and roll t-shirt, whatever. You're feeling... (laughs) You had an outfit, you told me. Yeah, you're feeling good because every, like, 65-year-old man is checking you out.
1: (laughs) It is kind of an... Well... It's, it's an aging boomer crowd, for sure. Uh, right. I'm glad that makes you feel good. It just made me feel old. Like, really? <laughs> These are my people? Oh. Well, oh, no. We...
2: we had the best time. We, but, of course, as usual, as always, Liz, and I know you'll understand, I got so lost leaving downtown. Uh,
1: I know. It happens to me every time. This time, what I did, Sheila... I Googled the reverse instructions so that I had it printed out on my seat. The part of town, well, the LA Sports Arena, here's Uh. here's the thing about Bruce Springsteen when he comes to Los Angeles. He refuses to play the fancy venues because he said at Staples Center, which is the big fancy venue, you look out from the stage and all you see are luxury boxes. And his people are not luxury box people. So he plays the L.A. sports arena, which literally nobody else in America has played in 20 years. He even, from the stage on Friday night, and this is absolutely true, the way he characterized it. He said, welcome to the least luxurious place in Southern California. <laughs> and it's true. This place is so crappy is the only word for it it's just like it's gonna fall down before they get around to tearing it down he said next year we're even gonna have the bathrooms removed because they might as well it's just so bad oh but, it, it, it's, it's actually great though because
2: i love the no frills liz yeah yeah I, I i love that it's just everybody's there to see him it doesn't matter really where you sit i mean it, does, it I heard, really does
1: not But I heard you had some good seats. We had some good seats. Okay. First of all, as part of my package, we got passes to the E Street Lounge, like the club, uh, before the show. So I'm I'm super psyched about this. Again, you take the world's crappiest venue and you try to create a club there. Not so much. So we were like in this windowless conference room (laughs) where they just set up some round tables and a bar there where, of course, you could buy whatever you wanted. But there was was nothing really going on in the E Street Lounge. Well,
0: who else is in the club, Liz?
1: Well, okay, so we're chatting with the people sitting next to us. So our sister-in-law, Laura, is also there, Brendan's wife. She's chatting to the woman next to her. They're very close friends of uh, Nils Lofgren's. So it's sort of friends and family in there. Were Uh, any
3: of the members of the E Street Band there? No.
1: There was okay. y- there was, was yet just, a e street lounge. There was yet another door that you could walk through that we did not have the passes to get into. I have a feeling they were on the other side of that door, Monica. But we were only one door away. But then, so we're sitting in there, like we went out and we bought some tacos from the concessionaires or whatever. And all of a sudden, we hear this sound like coming from the arena. And Nils Lofgren's friend's wife says to us. I think that sounds like Bruce. We go running out there. This is 45 minutes before the show. The the arena is still only half full. People are only arriving. Everyone's still on the freeway at that point. And who is sitting alone on stage playing an acoustic version of for you? But Bruce Springsteen, just oh like, my God, just, like just a little pre-show opener, just a little surprise, just a little. Uh, so he's just sitting there. He plays one song. People are going crazy, of course, because they're like, who is that up there? And then they're like, oh, my God, that is the boss. Oh, so, wow. He plays one song, and then we settle into our seats, which were excellent. I got to say, Monica, you're an American Idol fan, so you will appreciate the fact that our seats were so good that we were in the same section, but slightly better seats than Randy Jackson. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Jackson was a little bit south of us. Wow. There's music royalty there. That's VIP in it, Liz. Super VIP. Oh, you're the main dog, there, Bailey. <laughs> oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of dogs, right, Julie? Another person in the VIP section, again, a little bit behind us, Caesar Milan, and, and with the dog whisperer. And I'm wondering, okay, how does the dog whisperer score seats? Okay, whatever. Great,
0: good for well, him. Maybe maybe the boss has a dog that Caesar takes care of. Uh,
1: it's <laughs> entirely possible. And <laughs> then the one of the big highlights of the show, Sheila, I know Thursday night too, was Tommy Morello from the band Rage Against the Machine. He comes out and plays plays an, a couple of huge numbers with Bruce. And, but then at the end of the show, when Bruce is on stage singing dancing in, the, uh, dancing in the Dark, we look over, and who is like two rows in front of us with his girl dancing with, in our section with his girlfriend, but Tommy Morello. So he came out and he sat with us for the, oh re- my gosh, for the really? rest of the show and then went back up and played in the big finale. You know, they, they closed with 10th Avenue Freeze Out, oh. and, that, and that was a huge salute to Clarence Clemens. They did that Thursday night, right?
2: Yes, they did, but um, during Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen's sister came out in my show.
1: Oh, nice! And they did a
2: dance on the stage. It was adorable.
1: This, whole, this show is so awesome. Like, for any it's of you who so, have ever seen so Bruce Springsteen, I'm just telling you, the band is better than ever. It's bigger. There's this whole horn section now, including Jake Clemens, Clarence Clemens's uh, nephew. I mean, it's just a huge sound. And it, they played for three hours straight for us. It was exhausting. I don't know how they do it night after night. You know, Monica, tonight they're playing at Jazz Fest. I know.
3: I know they're going to be at Jazz Fest in New Orleans this weekend. Uh-oh. Oh. And believe me, uh, I sent some emails to our brother Dick and sister-in-law Susan and Ben. We're very jealous,
4: mm-hmm. very
3: jealous that you guys got to see uh, the boss two nights in a row. Or And he's not coming to Portland and or coming near Portland and... Anyways,
1: he'll he'll be back around. I get the feeling that he's going to, you know, normally he comes to Southern California twice on a tour. Anyway, it was it was really, really fantastic. Oh, it was great. I had not uh, Sheila. Not only did I have trouble finding my way home. Well, I was better at finding my way home. But the parking lot was such total chaos. You know, that feeling where 30,000 people get out at the same time. Uh, it took me a little while to find my car. Uh, that was a little. That was a <laughs> oh, little... yeah, Liz, I, I hear you. I mean, the parking situation was terrible. Again, every, world's crappiest every... venue. The parking is not very well organized because nobody ever goes there.
0: No, 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 but it, it, it was not valet parking, because I thought you said, No, like, no. queens of valet parking there in <laughs> Southern
1: California. But what you do notice when you're wandering around, wandering around in the parking lot after the show is that the first thing everyone does when they get back to their car is crank up Bruce Springsteen on the radio. <laughs> That's fun. Everyone. Everyone
2: but a, Sheila. <laughs> no, everyone but me. You're right, Monica. What? You don't do that? No, I didn't have the CD. I didn't have anything. I, I just went. I mean I'm just I, I'm just a fan. You're the you know,
0: moment, Sheila, that's I, good. It's
2: I'm all totally special. in the moment.
1: Well, and we did get a question on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group um, about why Leanne didn't go. Because I had posted that Sheila was going and I was going. And Leanne, the reason she's not here today and the reason she did not go to either of the shows Thursday or Friday, she's at her 25th college reunion this oh. week. Oh. So believe me, Leanne would have been on board if she had been available. But she had, she had the big event, and it started on Thursday night uh, with her friends arriving to stay at her home. Because she went to college in Southern California. California. Anyway, uh, we can tell her all about this separately. Whew.
3: Yes, we can. We can, a,
1: we can boast. What a night!
3: Sounds like sounds like a lot of fun, you guys. Um, just but back to reality.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Back to reality. I just wanted to comment on you know, Julie. Last week, you were talking about some home remedies that you questioned the validity of them. Well, you yes. just had never heard of them before, and one was this woman that you, you saw in the store chugging French's mustard for leg yeah. cramps. Sheila, yes. have you ever heard of that?
2: Oh, well, turmeric. I know turmeric is very good for pain. <laughs> Do
0: you any turmeric in French's yellow mustard? I, I mean,
2: I, I don't know. It's supposed to be a major spice in mustard. Am I, am I, I mean, I've done a lot of research on this.
1: Oh, so you, you have not. Oh,
3: so she's chugged some mustard in her days. Monica, what would you hear? Well, uh, a lot of people wrote to us to uh, tell us that, yes, in fact, uh, yellow mustard can relieve leg cramps because it sort of replenishes minerals that may be missing, like potassium, calcium, magnesium. Really? So Bill wrote to us... Um, Debbie wrote to us. She said that Dr. Oz believes in the mustard uh, as a home remedy. And the other thing that, Julie, you questioned was whether pickle juice would work. And, yes, many people wrote to us to tell us, Debbie wrote, Megan wrote, she's an athletic trainer at a high school. She said they use pickle juice to replace salt and fluids in their athletes in the summer when they're training. So um, go ahead and chug the French's girls (laughs) because I I think it's going to work. Now, one place, one site I went to, they recommended yellow mustard Followed with the shot of tonic water,
1: <laughs> Ew. Ew, that sounds disgusting that is gross
0: and I upset stomach from that, but uh might cure the leg cramps, but sounds
3: like a whole <laughs> lot of bubbling and churning It just sounds um like it wouldn't it be palatable to drink a lot of pickle juice, especially if you were dehydrated. I don't know if you just it's a quick shot or if it's like the whole jar of pickle juice, but um, just keep that in mind in a foreign country, bring yes. some yellow packets of uh, French's mustard with you. I think you'll be all set. Um, the other thing is Debbie did write to us and tell us, Julie, You, the other home remedy that you had heard of last week that you sort of questioned was whether or not chocolate milk is right. a good sports recovery drink. And uh, Debbie says yes. Oh. She heard, she said, I think her son was actually in a scientific study where they tested sports drinks like Gatorade against chocolate milk after exercising. And the chocolate milk was better for um, the athletes as in terms of recovery and uh, rehydration and carbohydrates. So there you go. Chocolate milk and yellow mustard. They work.
1: That is really amazing. Okay. See what it you can is, find out when you just put out the question on Satellite Sisters? The answers right. come flowing in. And Liz,
3: remember last week we also talked about, I was wondering whether I should read that book, The Big Sensation, Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes. Well, every single person that wrote in was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Leon said it was unreadable and awful. Aaron said it was painful. Mm-hmm. Becky said it was one of the worst books she's ever read. <laughs> and Jill was like, no, no, no. So that's it. I'm not wasting my money on Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Good. Okay. Let's just nip that in the bud.
3: Yeah. It's not a well written book, according to many of these experts here.
2: <laughs> yes, but it's going to be a good movie. I mean. It, it, <laughs> What? Okay. No, I gave my copy to Leon. I'm not. I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm not admitting how I feel about the book. It is. It is. Are you admitting that you read it, Sheila? Oh, I read it. I'm reading the second one right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's some clue how you felt about the first one. (laughs) Okay, all All right, right. well, well, moving on to uh, communications we've been getting from all of you. I am so happy that our Satellite Sisters Nike Plus Challenge we are not, we so, are now up to 91 challengers sisters that's wonderful that so is, it is so, I
3: love it Liz I love doing it
1: that's great if you're just getting tuned into this what we did is we're doing a walking and running challenge for the next three months we're only like two or three weeks in now right for uh for three months and the you have to kind of figure out yourself how to register for it because it's at you have to download a program from Nike plus and then you register for the satellite sisters challenge and when you use your sensor or however you report your mileage, that shows up on a total. So anyway, uh, Julie, I know you've had some issues. We can just get, we can get to that. But first I want to say 91 people, that's fantastic. About a third of you haven't gotten around to posting miles yet. And I just want to say that's okay. You're just, you've taken the first couple of steps. You've registered. Our top three, uh, the prize goes to the top three. Uh, Leslie BL, believe it or not. 92 miles. Wow. Like right. I, I, that Extra- is really crazy. Extraordinary.
0: Extraordinary. Great great work, Leslie.
1: Mary ZY, 85 miles. Jeez. And then mom to four boys, 76 miles. Now, wow. Now, as I say... Most of us are way down the scale from that. But you'll see, Monica, haven't you already experienced that competition sort of breaks out within your zone? Even if you know you're not going to make the top three, I noticed that there was somebody who hasn't posted – uh, oh, Ann R. posted where you can put the trash talk right in the Nike Plus. She mm-hmm. said, I will never catch Liz just trying to keep Monica in my sights. Ooh, so, okay. that's, so that's good.
3: Well, Liz, you know what? I was happy. I'm, I'm number 31 today, and I'm now, I am just want to break the top 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, I feel like being solidly in the top one-third Of the walkers will be a good goal for me I'll tell you I love it I mean I have the sensor and I have this cheap little iPod Nano that's like 10 years old I bought the little sensor for that and I I just love doing my walking and turning it on and downloading it to the program I I, I'm just surprised
1: it is surprisingly motivating Mm -hmm. that's the way I felt too
3: it's fun it's fun. I've been trying to talk other people into doing it. Now, Liz, you don't have to have the sensor in your shoe if you have an iPhone. Is that correct? No, no. No, you that's not correct. That is not correct. You need the sensor
0: in oh,
4: your shoe.
3: Okay, okay. Then I've been giving out some bad <laughs> information. <laughs> just, just give <laughs> to some of my friends uh, that have
0: iPhones. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, there, um, there may be other people like me. I'm not sure, although the, uh, the Satellite Sisters Facebook page has been very helpful. I have a sinking problem. I don't have a walking problem. I've been walking and, and uh, recording my miles, but I'm having a sinking problem. So I didn't know whether it was my shoes or my computer. So I went back to the shoe store this week to see if they could help me with my sinking problem. And, in fact, they could not. So now, um, you know, I've booked my appointment to go in and see if the geniuses at you-know-where, at Apple, can help me sync up. But uh, oh. I've got a lot of stored-up miles, so I, I may
3: burst into the... Oh, no, really? Oh, that'll be disappointing if you just, like, ooh, go right past me. You probably have, like, 40 miles already.
0: Uh, I- I'm not saying, Monica, but uh, you better keep walking. That's all I'm... <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm going out right after the podcast. I got everything fired up, ready to go.
1: I enjoyed that. A few other comments. Uh, Iris B. posted, my 8-year-old made me go out for an extra walk today. And apparently they're both enrolled. So so we're competing against some 8-year-olds. I just want to point that out. Uh, And then there was another woman who posted who said, this is my first walk since getting hit by an SUV on my last jog. Not kidding. So sisters, be careful, is what she wrote. Which is good advice. Thank you. Um, Be careful when you're out there. But 90 one so far it's not too late to sign up you can participate just being in the game is really more fun than you would think that's what i would say to all
2: well this is sheila i'm not part of the challenge but you girls will be happy to know i am back at the master's swimming oh good hey good girl sheila i'm I'm really trying uh what's motivating me now is i used to buy a month-to-month pass and yesterday i signed up for a whole year
1: Ooh. All right.
2: Yeah, I shelled out the big bucks because I know I get half back through my school, through the wellness committee. Nice. And because I can never keep track of my receipts and I I can never find my receipts to be reimbursed, I thought, you know what? I'll keep track of this one receipt because this is a full year, you know, membership. So that's what I did there. Um, And then I took the rest of the day off. And... um, (laughs) <laughs> I decided I really want to go to the movies yesterday at around 11 a.m. and just call it a day. So I went to see the new Lawrence Kasdan movie, you know, the big chill director. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, the movie it got panned and um, it's absolutely awful. But, um, Oh, you know... I was going to go see it. What's oh, the oh. one?
1: Isn't it Kevin Klein and who? Diane Keaton or someone?
2: Diane Keaton. I went for Kevin Klein. Uh, But I stayed for Sam Shepard, who has a great cameo in the movie. Oh,
1: nice. What is the name
2: of the movie, Sheila? Pardon me? (laughs) The name of the movie. Oh, Darling Companion. So Diane Keaton is married to Kevin Kline, a spine surgeon. And she rescues this dog on the side of the highway. And the dog becomes her life. And then they lose the dog. And for the next two hours, they look for the dog. It's Mm -hmm. so... Bad. I mean, it is. It is just. Um, it, it's just Diane Keaton overacts. Oh. She overacts. Kevin Klein is underacting, and but you gotta love Kevin Klein.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. You know, I heard him interviewed about the movie, and basically. He loses her dog, right? That's the thing of it. Is that right. she, that he said she loves the dog more than she loves her husband, and the story is essentially about that. But you felt like the story is really about Diane Keaton overacting looking yes, for her dog.
2: Yes, and, <laughs> and looking for her dog. There was really no story. I mean, it was very hokey. There was there was some big chill esque scenes. You know, there's a wedding scene, and you know, pe- different people going off. And you know, you just you—it just never lives up, never lives up to that big chill. I mean, there's not that you know there was, and uh, but it, I killed a couple hours.
1: I don't. Th- um, I don't think you can use the big chill as a standard. That is not fair. Not very many movies would live up to the standard of the big chill. You know,
2: well, I, I, but this is an all-star cast. So we're talking Kevin Klein, Diane Keaton, uh, Richard Jenkins, Diane. Uh, Diane the least.
1: Who, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she does drive me crazy. And by the way, Diane Keaton last night at the White House Correspondents' Dinner was dressed like Annie Hall. Like, I'm I, I,
0: yeah. a little
2: tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, she no. needs a new look.
2: It just was a big waste of talent. And, um, you know, what, what am I going to say? I mean, dogs are cute. Um, but looking for a dog for two hours is not my idea of a real movie.
1: I don't know. The three of us are dog people. You not so much. So maybe we would enjoy it more. Maybe it's just a it, movie for dog people.
0: Maybe we would maybe think that Diane Keaton is overacting because we'd understand how badly Diane Keaton feels if she lost her dog. Mm-hmm. See, you don't <laughs> care, Sheila.
3: Right? No, I mean, I... <gasps> I, I. Sheila, I get your point. It's a boring movie. It's not movie. that I don't it's care. it's a waste of talent.
2: It is. It's a waste of talent. All, All right. right. Thank You're you. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Hey well speaking of talent I have a very exciting day today because I am going to the commencement exercises for my um for my English class you know I teach I teach English um in an adult uh, learning program um I have 19 students in my class and with my co-teacher Barbara we you know we teach level 2 English to 19 students I have eight Maria's in my class. And these are all people that have moved to the United States in the last 10 years. Most, you know, they have families, they have jobs, uh, you know, some of them work night shift and comes to, you know, come to class right after, you know, they finish work. Others are going to work right after they finish class, but they, you know, five days a week, two hours a day, they are in the classroom learning English you know, trying to fit, you know, and this is a real program where you have to take a test at the beginning, you have to take a test at the end. Well, um, oh, that's
1: and- intense, Julie. Yes,
0: it is. And you, you know, you have to, you know, we, you know, we, we learn continuous past present, uh, we, you know, past tense, we learn. The three meanings of there, there, and there, you know, I mean, it's, it is, English is probably a
1: good refresher course for you too, right? It
0: it, it is, Liz. Uh, (laughs) You know, I find some of the grammar a little challenging, but this is our recognition day. Many of these students. Oh, that's great, uh, Julie. Julie. and yeah, and so every, you know, so I am going to lead my class in for this recognition ceremony. But it just got me thinking about, you know, commencement in general. It's that time of year for many people that they have high school graduates, college graduates, eighth grade graduates, uh, kindergarten graduates, you name it. There are a lot of commencement programs. And you know what I did, sisters, this morning? I took out Satellite Sisters Uncommon Senses. You remember that? Adorable book we wrote together over 10 years ago. Well, more like 12 years ago. Uh-huh. There huh essays in there. And one of the essays we wrote about uh, was about commencement. Because in our family, as you recall, with eight children uh, and with lots of different gradu- graduation Um, graduation ceremonies. We, in fact, my parents, our parents attended 63 different graduations. It's probably more now because now there are grandchildren and, you know, there will be, you know, great grandchildren going and graduating. But our parents, as you recall, had a very specific approach to graduation. Yes, they did. They didn't, it didn't matter whether it was for a PhD or for nursery school. Any graduation shouldn't really be any longer than an hour, that you really could just get a lot, give out a lot of degrees, confer diplomas, whatever you need to do in one hour. Keep it short. Keep it snappy. And for every graduation um, party we ever had at our house, there were several common elements. Do you remember these sisters? Oh, sure. A sheet cake. The white sheep cake, Monica, that said, Congratulations, graduate on it. It didn't even have to be personalized with your name.
1: <laughs> Just, you we had we had the folding owl with the mortarboard on. <laughs> yes,
0: the, the Hallmark 12-inch folding um, uh, graduation owl. Okay, Mexican wedding dress. Did we not all wear the yeah. same? It was in the 70s, and for our high school graduation, every single one of us wore the same white Mexican wedding <laughs> dress because that was what you wore to graduations in the 70s. And what did 70s? And what did our mother always serve on graduation? Do we recall? No. Chicken salad. Chicken (laughs) salad. (laughs) Oh, we've had chicken salad. So you may be having a, a graduation coming up. You might want to incorporate these. But it is a great time to kind of step back, particularly if you have a high school graduate, to really, I mean, it's an accomplishment for both the parents and the graduate. And I'm all for, you know, cheering, yelling you know, times in your life when you're going to be able to get up and cheer for your kids. So I think you should do that. If you need to cry, go ahead and cry, but enjoy the day. That's that's
1: Julie. That yeah. is very motivating. That, well, that's really going to be fun for you today. That's, I, am,
0: I am looking forward to it. It's the first time that I'll be there, and they'll be there with all their families, and it should be a very nice event.
1: Yeah, that will be emotional. Well, speaking of mom and dad, I was with them for uh, the day yesterday. And um, here's a little movie review, Sheila. One of the things mom wanted to do, I had lunch with them, and surprise, surprise, Julie, it was chicken salad. Now that oh, you mentioned that, you yeah. It. Oh,
0: it's, yeah. The, it's the graduation ceremony.
4: <laughs>
1: Perhaps. So so we had the chicken salad, and then I took Dad out for a walk. Uh, it was a beautiful day here in Santa Monica, so we walked down to Ocean Avenue and just looked at the Pacific Ocean for a little while and then walked back. And then when I got back to where they live, Mom said, um, Elizabeth, could you show me one more time how to use the on-demand feature for Time uh, Warner Cable?" Right? I mean all these cable companies now you have all these movies you can get on demand and all of these features that are there for you if you can only and how to go to on demand. And you know, if you've done that, whatever your cable system is, it's pretty complicated. It's not it is, Liz, it is, I, I
3: didn't even know that I could buy movies until last year yes Um,
1: it is absolutely not user friendly and if you're not used to you know our parents are in their 80s when i say like scroll up or scroll down they don't even know what that means you know never mind like how to do it with the world's most complicated remote so mom's writing it down we go through it once with me doing all the things then we switch places and now she she has to make all the choices so we get into like the choices of movies and i'm saying okay scroll down scroll down And we're looking at all the movies that are available. And we get to the entry that says, we bought a zoo. And mom's like, oh, I've always wanted to watch that. I said, okay, then press select. So we bought it right there we bought a zoo and uh, and then she said well do, do i have to watch it right now i'm like no you don't but i don't really know cuz i don't use this feature on my tv so then we how had
3: a, get back to it
1: yeah then we had another half an hour of figuring out how do you get out to like your regular tv and then get back which also involves so much scrolling you wouldn't believe it to find where it stores the movie once you've bought the movie anyway once we did successfully get all the way back there we just thought well we should just watch it right now it yeah, was because- <laughs> Yeah. Is really good. It was it was 1:30 in the afternoon, Julie. <laughs> There's no way you're going to find that book. No, I knew that once I left the premises, they, <laughs> they would never find it. They it was <laughs>
0: lost in a cloud.
1: Lady. Yeah, they would never be able to find it. So from 1.30 to three thirty yesterday afternoon, we just sat and we watched. We bought a zoo. Was some really really sweet moments. Uh, the animals are adorable, of course. And so like we really all enjoyed it. It was it was a weird thing to do in the middle of the afternoon. On the world's most beautiful day in Southern California to be sitting in their living room in their apartment <laughs> watching a movie. But it was fantastic. So now the next time we're gonna see if mom can do every step herself. Uh, so we'll we'll just see about that. But it was <laughs> we bought a zoo. Never thought All I'd right, see it. Liz.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Monica, well, you know, see Liz. That is good. Um, well I was down in Santa Monica today played hooky. I went to see mom and dad Liz. Uh-huh <laughs> And I also went to our our new hairdresser.
1: Oh, you did! You yes. went to see Star.
2: No, no. Okay, so here's the thing. Liz, I I left my hairdresser about a month ago, and I've been transitioning to Liz's hairdresser in Santa Monica. So not only do I go to your hairdresser, Liz, now I'm getting my hair colored oh, by the owner.
1: By Shin, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh huh.
2: So it's. it's it's very complicated and very expensive, but I'm, I'm trying to upgrade my life. And it's also like an hour from where you live. Right, but I only have to, I have to do it less often. Just because My hair looks fantastic. All right, so I did the ultimate, I mean, I did the worst thing you could possibly do. Unknowingly, I was confirming my appointment with my new Colorist Shin, uh-huh. and I called my old hairdresser. Ooh. Ooh, and I said, "Hi, this is Sheila Dolan. I'm just confirming my appointment with Shin." <laughs>
3: oh,
2: Sheila. And, and they said, "I mean, it was like a Freudian slip. It's like calling yes. your ex-boyfriend or something."
1: Yes, yes, it is.
2: And I, and they said, "Oh, well, there's no, there's no woman here by the name of Shin." I said, "This is Shin." I started arguing. <laughs> They go, Sheila? <laughs> Sheila Donna? <laughs> oh, your butt. Oh, oh, that is first. sad. <laughs> and yeah. they go, oh, well, I recognize your name, but Sheila, is this you? I go, uh-oh, not Rose.
0: <laughs> Did you try a foreign accent?
2: <laughs> I said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I made a mistake. I hung up.
0: <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, People write articles about how to break up with their hairdresser. I think you've just provided uh, an easy, quick, uh, convenient step, Sheila.
2: Yes, because you know my old hairdresser was on speed dial, so I just speed dialed them. Um, Okay, as, as long
1: as we're talking about Shin, can I ask a question because I've had this, now that I've been to her twice, she owns the salon, and mom always said that when the person who's doing your hair is also the salon owner. You do not have to tip them.
0: I, that's why I, that's, mom has said
1: that, but I've oh, read. Oh, I, I tip her because I'm, I'm afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what you want in your new hairdresser. But I, that's why I asked, Sheila, because I think, like, the only person in the world who knows that rule could be mom. You know, we could be the uh, only. That's,
3: that, it's a good chance that rule's a little outdated, Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, Mom used to get her hair done like 50 years ago. So
2: right. So not only do you tip Shin, Shin has a full time assistant. Oh, yeah. Tyler. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Tyler. Okay, so like, that, so that's what you're paying for. And
0: that's what like you're paying for.
3: He has 17 different colors in his hair. Does well, he even have real hair? Is you know, that well, hair I don't
2: know. If she has. <laughs> she's. And so she doesn't know my name from Adam. She has no idea who I am. So when when I was there and I walked in and she looked at me, she goes, oh, she she didn't know my name. She goes, this is my friend, Steven. I go, oh, hi, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but
1: they love you, Liz. They remember you. Well, because the last time I went... Just list tips. <laughs> yes. Well, but I didn't tip Shin, Monica. That's why... And I felt terrible not doing it. That's why I want to ask. But the last time I went, I brought Ferris with me, my dog, because it's just walking distance from my home. So I thought we'd walk down Montana Avenue. Then they have a little garden behind the shop that I could just leave him in the garden in the back while I got my hair done, because I thought, surely the health regulations do not allow a dog to be in a hair salon. But when I walked in with Ferris, i are like, sure, yeah, we don't care. So Ferris-, Ferris looks just like Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh, and anything goes. Everybody's,
2: everybody's friend, best friends in there. Yes. When I walked in, they were ordering food. Do you want some food? They said to me. I was scared. I said, no, I don't want any food. I just want my hair color.
1: <laughs> yep, it's anything goes in there. Okay, well, uh, so, but you're going to stick with this whole operation? You're going to make the drive across town? You're going to stick with it, Jill?
2: Yes, it's part of my upgrade for my life,
1: Liz. <laughs> All right. We did have a couple of actual news stories that we wanted to cover. Whew, we've gotten this far, Julie. A couple of quick hits I, I mean, on the news before we wrap it up.
0: The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, one-year anniversary on their royal wedding. How about that? What do you they think? They
1: look great.
0: They, I think they're doing fine. I think I think they're doing a real bang-up job. And the Duchess of Cambridge, come on, she has really... Added so much life to that dreadful family. (laughs)
1: Those loser Windsors.
0: That is really. She's just. There was a big parade. Uh, I think about two weeks ago in North Korea to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Kim Il-sung, the founder of uh, modern North Korea. And they rolled out these giant rockets were part of this parade. Sure, yeah, saw that on the news. So some U.S. analysts have been studying those pictures and the videos from the rockets, and they've determined that those rockets are totally fake, you know, that they are fake Rockets that they were made out of material that could not actually be shot up into the air. So so this is a big ha ha, you know, North Korea has fake rockets. Oh. Well, so I just really need to point out okay. that what is very real when you're in North Korea, and I went there two years ago, is how much they hate Americans and American imperialism and how close North Korea is to South Korea. I mean there's only like twenty five miles between you know, between these two countries, uh, and so that they could take small rockets, they don't even have to take big fake ones, but smaller smaller rockets, and shoot them into South Korea, and we would, you know, shoot them right into Seoul, and we'd have lots of problems. So, yes, there's a lot of fake stuff going on in North Korea. I felt that when I was there. I saw it. I don't believe their subway system really worked. I felt like I was on a TV set when they... (laughs) Subway. So yes, these are probably fake rockets, but a lot of their hatred towards the U.S. and towards the West is real. Okay. Okay.
1: That that is a healthy reminder. Oh, here's a news related thing. Sue on our Facebook page uh, noted that in today's business section of the New York Times, uh, there's a headline that says, humbled gap tries a fresh coat of paint. Mm. And it's about attempts to save the gap. And she, she posts the question on Facebook. Isn't that the company that the Satellite Sisters was going to take over a few years ago? Yes, Sue. We had an excellent plan for taking over the gap. And I think it was for sale for like $9 billion. And we were like $8,999,000,000 <laughs> short of that. So we could never implement our plan. But they're still struggling. They're opening up a new concept shop at the Grove here in Southern California, so maybe we'll check that out. But thank you, Sue, for remembering that we did have a legitimate plan to take over the gap. And then Roberta posted the question on the Facebook page, is it too early to get excited about Aaron Sorkin's new show on HBO, The Newsroom? No, Roberta, it is not too early. It is never too early. Have you sisters seen the promos for this yet? You getting Mm -hmm. excited? Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah, right. Of course, Aaron Sorkin of the West Wing and Sports Night. So this is a new drama on HBO about uh, a cable news newsroom starring Jeff Daniels is in it, Sam Waterston's in it, Olivia Munn. Looks like a fantastic uh, cast. Anyway, debut June 24th. Of this year, so not too early to get excited about that, Roberta. We are totally with you. And uh, the last note is that you know we have a lot of different ways you can listen to Satellite Sisters. If you're just subscribing at iTunes and listening on your computer, great. But we have apps if you want it on your Android or iPhone, which are really easy to download. You can do that at satellitesisters.com. And my favourite app—have any of you guys tried the Stitcher Radio app on your it's- phone? Superior, Liz. It's, it's totally superior, Julie. You're right. Yes. You're, it's fantastic. So if you go to Stitcher Radio, go to the App Store, if you have an iPhone, and download Stitcher Radio, and then you just register to get Satellite Sisters. It and means,
0: the Chaos Chronicles, too. Right. Because that- that's available at Stitcher. Like. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, Leon showed The Chaos Chronicles, and Satellite Sisters. And it just could not be easier on Stitcher Radio. So, anyway, we got a million choices. We love the fact that you're listening. Let us know what your favorite choices are. You can post it all on the Facebook page for uh, Facebook group for the Satellite Sisters. And uh, I guess we'll wrap it up on that. Anything anyone needs to add? Any, any big plans for this week, sisters? No.
3: Uh, yeah, no I'm, I'm going to Miami. Oh, nice. Well, there, there you, you go. go. Stocking, stocking up on sunscreen. So later in the week, undisclosed uh, day, I'll be leaving, but a uh, little <laughs> beach weekend. Okay, sounds
1: good. All right, and Julie, have a great time at your commencement day today. That sounds really, really special. I'm sure it will be very emotional for everyone.
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call
4: your Satellite sister this land. America, so many travel there I'm going out, I'm still young My daughter need me there Wish me luck, my lovely house They come across the water, a thousand miles from home With nothing in their bellies but the fire down below They died building the railroads, they worked the bones and skin They died in the fields and factories they scattering in the Wind They died to get here a hundred years ago, they're still dying now The hands that built the country were always trying to keep out There's diamonds in the sidewalk, the a like last song Did I Tear the air flows with the fossils. Let's try for the taking, for any unwashed man who we'll makes his home. Hey,